And how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 801. Today we're going to focus on one story that has actually been in my mind lately. And that was the drive-by shooting of a pagan out on the East Coast. The media, they can't get it right. Either he's dead, he's in critical condition, or he's doing well. Well, he is doing well. That's the media for you. But at the same time, it's got me really wondering about what the hell is going on. Now, this is a personal opinion. And I'm allowed to have one. I'm an opinionated guy. But at the same time, I really like to see good things coming for the club scene. It's not like I'm trying to go out there and bash them. Hey, look, this is in the news. And that's what we do is try to convey the news to you. When something like this happens, it kind of throws you off. Every Yes, it's happened before in the club scene. You've had bombings go off, all that kind of stuff. But this one is more recent. He was shot in the face. And thank God he's alright. Because I, I really, I don't like seeing people get hurt. I don't like seeing people get killed. Because we all have something in common. And that is riding motorcycles. If you took off all the club colors from all the clubs. That would be the basic premise. Riding your motorcycle and having brotherhood. It's when you put those colors on, you got your alpha males, and you got guys that have an attitude of trying to conquer the world, that things get bad. One thing clubs have been focusing on a lot lately, and really have gotten the word out to a lot of independents is clubs are not gangs. This incident, though, and you'll see it in the video because it's going to recap everything I'm talking about, have people in the area questioning themselves, well, am I going to get caught up in the crossfire? And duly so, they should have been worried when they seen this kind of report on it. Even though bikers stick to their own, it's usually within the scene. They'll never go after citizens. That's just the way bikers think. This ain't street gangs out on the Chicago south or west side. And yes, it happens on the north side and all that before I start getting the hate mail about being racist this and being racist this. Why are you only focusing on the south and west side? Well... That's where it happens the most. There is no consideration with these street gangs when they're doing drive-by shootings. We have a lot every weekend where people are getting shot and killed. And you know what? That right there is a really sad thing. You got little kids getting shot. You got grandmothers, grandfathers, people that have nothing to do with the business between them people. I hate to see clubs put in that category. I really do. 
I get it. It's not going to be all cookies and ice cream. It's not the Boy Scouts. I get that. I know that. But do civilians know that? And you're going to say, well, I don't care what civilians have to say. Fine, dandy. But they're the ones who elect the people that make the laws and in return are the ones that serve on juries. So how much can you say you really don't care? Clubs have been fighting for a better image in modern times. And you have to admit, a lot of the clubs run off the reputation of the older generations. It's just a fact. It was no easy going decades ago. No, it was rough, tough, and hardcore stuff. You would think, though, with all the technology that has happened in recent years, everybody would say, you know what, enough's enough of this. It's real funny. If you ask one of the younger guys in these clubs, why do you hate the other team? What makes you think that you see one, you got to beat one? They will not have an answer for you because they don't know other than what an older member told them. They don't know why they're fighting. All they know is they were told that we hate them and they hate us. One thing I'm very happy with is Demon's Row came out with Ride More, Politic Less. That's a very good slogan right there. And I encourage you to go buy some merch to spread that kind of word. Ride more, politic less. Really do. And it kind of hits home at what a lot of independents say. Because they love clubs. But they might not be liking the action of clubs. And they don't like the attention that is brought from these kind of beefs. Just like now the citizens out there are worried. And you, again, I'm going to show the video. That way you get a background on what I'm talking about. I just want to put a, a little monologue out there. To show what my feelings are. And hopefully you're going to have feelings about this as well. No man, no woman should be shot, killed, beat up over some stuff that happened 50 years ago. 50 years? Come on, you think it's time to let that loose? You think it's time to know that if you couldn't end the battle 50 years ago, and you're going to let it keep on going on, well, there is going to be law enforcement coming down on your ass. And then where is the initial bedrock of what the motorcycle club should be? Brotherhood, right in your motorcycle. Where is that? Did it get lost? Very interesting question. Can it be answered? Can it be? Well, obviously, it doesn't seem like it. 
an episode we did a couple days ago. And right now it's up on YouTube, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Because this is a radio show. So you know, because we get a lot of uh, stuff. Well, get to the point. Why are you talking so much? Well, it's not a YouTube video. You're just seeing me recording the first half of the podcast. Which, by the way, let's plug it. It's all over, uh, you know, it's one of the number one podcasts out there for the biker lifestyle. Get it on any platform you want. And don't forget to subscribe anyway to YouTube. Anyway, we did a deal with our motorcycle clubs dying. Now, it gave a ton of different examples of why it could be happening. And the biggest one that came up was politics people do not care for that kind of stuff anymore and it could be outside it could be inside politics they just don't want it it's all about writing to them it's all about friendship to them they like being able to talk to whoever the hell they like talking to they don't want to be held down by a bunch of rules or be told hey we hate them guys, so we got to be on the lookout or we got to take them out. I cannot imagine, and I went through this, having to watch your back every time you ride your motorcycle. Are you going to wonder if there's going to be somebody that shoots you off the bike or takes you out with a car? That really ain't enjoying the lifestyle. It really isn't. You know, we had that incident with 81 and the Vagos out in uh, Henderson, Vegas, basically. And now we have this one out on the East Coast. Two shootings, one on the highway. Come on, it was captured on film. It was captured on video. And what was the point to that? Was it retaliation, like law enforcement says, on you know, for something earlier in California? Who knows? And why did this happen on the East Coast, right in front of the clubhouse? You might think, well, we hit them good. But at the same time, you're bringing attention to yourself, help. The Hells Angels on the East Coast, they got hit by the feds real freaking hard, man, in the last week. And it could be all over this. You know, the informants, the CIs, they're all getting that information to their handlers. And next thing you know, you got raids all over the place because they're scared of the violence escalating. And they want to get it to before it does. Which I have to admit, man, at least they're doing that on the East Coast. They sure the hell didn't do that in Waco when they had a chance to stop everything, but they let it go. And next thing you know, nine people are dead. But they had a chance to break it up and they didn't. That's law enforcement's job. When it is the same way with Members of clubs is you don't want to get caught. 
let's take a look at this video and come back and uh, give some thoughts on it. In Pawtucket on Saturday in what investigators believe is a part of an ongoing feud between warring motorcycle gangs. The 49-year-old who was shot in the face remains in critical condition. Target 12 investigator Tim White has covered outlaw motorcycle clubs extensively, joining us live in studio at 4.30 now. So um, you got wind late last week that police were in fact concerned about potential violence for the weekend. Yeah, Brian, I obtained a Massachusetts State Police intelligent, uh, intelligence report that that warned Massachusetts law enforcement agencies in southeastern Massachusetts and here in Rhode Island that the Pagan Motorcycle Club was holding a fundraiser and clashes could ignite. Now the fundraiser was to raise money for some of their members who were assaulted in an incident this past May where police say members of the rival club Hell's Angels attacked the Pagans in Fall River. We know police in Pawtucket are looking to see if the shooting was linked to that ongoing feud. And Tim, as you've reported, there are multiple factions of these motorcycle gangs right. right in our region. Yeah, there are. I mean, obviously, the most well-known one is the Hells Angels. The Pagans also have a footprint in this area. And another big gang called the Outlaws are in the region as well. And all three of these gangs clash with each other. Then there are these smaller affiliate clubs, for instance. There's a club called the Sidewinders, and they are aligned with the Hells Angels. And in 2019, police say a member of the Sidewinders was shot and killed by a member of the Outlaws following a late-night brawl outside a Fall River bar. Now, the Hells Angels chapter in Rhode Island, it's headquartered on Messer Street in Providence. Yep. They have been the subject of several police raids over the years. Oh, yeah, and Brian, all of these motorcycle groups are firmly on law enforcement radar. In February, the president of the Hells Angels, Joe Lancia, was sentenced to five years in prison on a weapons charge. He was arrested following a dramatic daytime raid on that clubhouse that you're talking about. And we learned from that case that the state police had installed what's called a pole camera outside the clubhouse to constantly monitor their activities. So they're keeping a very close eye on them. And as you can imagine, as you at home can imagine, the big fear might be you get caught up in the midst of this. Uh, what do yeah, you have to say about I that? I mean, when you have two warring gangs like that, that is exactly the big fear that law enforcement has. And I've talked to them in recent days, and they all say they're on high alert and probably will be all summer as tensions between these groups have really hit a fever pitch. Target 12 investigator Tim White, thanks for being with us. By the way, before we get going, Reader's Rides or Subs Rides, whatever it is, you can get your motorcycle featured right behind me on YouTube. I love to feature some of the bikes that our, our followers have. Just email the picture to info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. That's what this is all about is, again, bikes tricking them out at, you know competing for the best stuff and then riding as much as you can and enjoying those around you there shouldn't be any type of this stuff but i get it i do but when you have civilians worried about getting caught in the crossfire you're really bringing all the trouble onto yourself. It's no joke, and that's something that you should see. And again, you might not care. You don't have to care about my opinion, because everybody has one. But you really should start doing that inward-looking type of deal and say to yourself, is it worth burying a brother 
or is it worth a bunch of guys going to prison the rest of their life for some beef you don't know how started how it started 50 years ago even the italians in new york when they established a commission knew all the killings was bad for business it would get the cops all over them even they knew that maybe one day's bikers will know that that are in clubs maybe one day things will go cool i know a lot of big one percenter clubs that are getting together right now which is a great idea but are they getting together for the right reason? Who knows? That's their business, not mine. I don't care about that stuff. What I do care is the perception that people have when these type of drive-bys happen or when civilians are witness to a highway shooting, recording this stuff, hearing their reactions. You got to remember. Civilians don't know one club from another. All they know is what they've been fed through the news media, that they're motorcycle gangs. And then you have to go out there and fight that kind of propaganda from the media. But at the same time, you have to sit back and ask yourself, well, was that some gang shit? Yeah. It was, you can't deny it, a drive-by shooting. Again, we see them all the time in Chicago. I bet you see them all the time in L.A., New York, all the big cities. Yeah, that's some gang shit. And then you can't sit there and get mad when it's used in the news media because you put yourself into that position. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Ride more, politic less, and will clubs ever get that? Will they ever say, you know what, enough's enough of all this. We gotten away from our foundation, which was motorcycles and brotherhood. Did they get to a point where they need to say, you know what, all this territorial crap sucks. We got guys going to prison, we got guys being buried over what? We all believe in the same thing. Most, a lot of veterans in these clubs. Come on. You guys were cool as hell in the military together. Bringing it out on the streets. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now with China Dow right after this music break. Let me 
know what I'm talking about. Give me some sugar, baby. I thought I saw a pretty cat. Boom, 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 boom. The zombies are taking over. WMMRDB Rockford. Hey, how's everybody doing? It's Monday. Yay. Nice beginning of a work week, right? Supposed to rain, didn't rain, whatever. I'm not a weatherman, I just want their job. Anywho, so my co-host, which happens to be Hollywood, is a real freaking moron. All right? Why am I a moron? Well, we had to go to Kegel because he had warranty work that had to get done on his uh, lovely lowrider Dinah Harley, however you want to name it. They did a good job. They did a good job. So we go out there to go pick it up Friday, right? And we're coming back, and we're on a main road coming back. He's in front of me. We're just doing our thing. We get to a stoplight. I look over. We're in the left lane. I look over in the right lane. Winnebago County cop. Right next to me. Right next to Hollywood. Right next to me. I had the radio on, so all I I could hear. Oh, shit. What did I do now? All I could hear is his pipes. And I'm in the in the window in the, like pointing over saying, uh, dude, oh, my God, there's a cop next to you. There's a cop because I hear him revving his engine. Unbeknownst to me, the county cop was also revving his engine. He was challenging Hollywood to a race on his Dyna. Dumbass. <laughs> then next thing I know, the light turns green and both the cop and Hollywood gun it. Well, Hollywood claims he got his up to about 110. and he No, fl- actually it was 100. Well, and it just so happened he flew past the cop. So he slowed down, and I'm, go- I'm laughing and going, holy shit, at the same time. <laughs> and I'm staying far behind. I'm like, uh-uh, because I'll be the bitch that gets pulled the fuck over. No, no. So I'm staying back. And then the cop, all I see is the arm hanging out the window. And he, like, slams his hand, like, on the roof of his truck. He was pissed. I whooped his ass. And then he went in front of Hollywood, because we just also happened to be turning the same direction. But I pulled next to him before we got to where we had to turn. And I looked. I'm like, fucking really? And he's laughing. So I went right back behind him. We went to where we were going. And he walks over to the truck, because I was driving his truck. And he goes... Did you see that shit? And I'm like, what the fuck was that? I'm telling you, there's a cop next to you. You're gunning it. He goes, motherfucker was revving his engine. He wanted to race me. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I knew who the cop was. He's frequented the gas station. Right. So then he's like, yeah, I had like 100. I whooped his ass. I'm like, yeah, I saw you whooped his ass. And I'm dying laughing. And then I'm you like, thought I was going to jail. I thought I was going to see the cherries pop on. It was all going to go down. Or I'd have kept on going. Fuck him. I wasn't going to pull over then. And I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, motherfucker looks at me and just shook his head and slammed his hand on his fucking truck and kept going. I'm like, well, I guess you beat a cop. Can't wait to see County come into my work because I'm going to rub that shit in. How the hell do you try to race a dyno with 103 uh, cubes? I, Are you uh, fucking And he dumb? was in one of the SUVs, so it's not like he was in a squad. He was in the big he SUV. He was in a fast motherfucker. And them things are fast, but that dyno, you know. I got him off the line. You got him right off the line. That was like a killer, right? I'm like, damn. <laughs> 
That's why I'm like sitting there. And you're there. saying that you're sitting there screaming and I'm yelling. I'm swearing every other. I made up new words. It was great. Oh, what's your new word that you made up? Well, y'all call women's vaginas uh, pink tacos. I don't know where the hell it came from. But Maybe I, you were upset. I don't know. I was just, we were on the bike and I was like, I called I called my crotch a cooter pocket. A cooter pocket! Because it's warm like a hot pocket. That's China Doll's new ma- name. So, Make sure you pass that around. Cooter Pocket. The, the new name is no longer Pink Taco. It is Cooter Pocket. And I almost died when I heard that. <laughs> it just blurted it out. And I, we and it was funny because we were driving past a Dollar Jantrel. Dollar Jantrel? Yeah. She was acting like a hick on my bike the whole fucking time. <laughs> I am so not good. But we'll get into that in a I, minute. I am not hick, hick ready. I, I just can't do it. But we're driving, we're riding, and uh, we're going past the Dollar Gentral. And I go, maybe we can go in and stop at Dollar Gentral, see if they sell any cooter pockets. <laughs> <laughs> was that your first time seeing uh, somebody race a cop? Yes. I was like, whose ass is getting arrested? You, me, him? I, I don't know. Well, you didn't know. even do nothing. No, but I was tempted to keep up and decided not to. Yeah, we were too fast at yeah, that point. Yeah, I was driving your truck. I wasn't going to keep up with you shitheads. No. Not in that truck. Uh-uh. Maybe in my car, but not in the truck. Yeah, I decided to keep the dynam, getting some forward controls put on, some pipes, Vance and Hines, staggers. Yeah, we're really beefing that bitch up. Next year, I'm going to go get the stage four, beef it up to a 110. That proved everything to me. That fucking bike is quick. That sucker just jumped off the line. Coastal Wolf says a good hot pocket will blister your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cooter pocket. Right. Cooter pocket. And you could get him at the Dollar Gentral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes to take me for ice cream. Okay, please explain to me this, right? I went, what was it? 50 miles to take you to get ice cream. Yeah, at one of them old school ice cream stands and stuff. We get there, it says cash or check. I'm like, who the fuck has checks? I'm standing there with a card in my hand going, I ain't getting ice cream. We're in a hick town. I ain't getting ice cream. That was a hick town 100%. I ain't getting ice cream, but you can go right across the street and buy some flags. Well, it was funny. The hick town we were in, the water tower, was a big basketball because they won the state championship in 1952. It was like, what? Yeah. Now he's like, I'm going to take you to see a water tower that looks like a basketball. I go, well, if you expect me to take a picture of it, I'm not going to. So the whole way I was listening about uh, cooter pockets. pockets in the Dollar Janural. Dollar Janural. Yes, that's what mm-hmm. I was listening to. And then I was talking about, because every time we were going through, the old men were sitting on their porch. And I'm like, I wonder if they're drinking old style or paps. Right. <laughs> and then I started talking about back in the day. When the thing was to go get that Mad Dog 2020 or oh going, God, go, remember everybody with them glass 40s, them right, glass bottles right. of 40s? Ain't got no glass bottles of 40s no more. It's all canned shit. <laughs> that tastes different, too. It did feel good. I, you know, I'm not supposed to be uh, on the bike, but I said, fuck this. I've had enough of this shit. It's too nice out. Yeah, I got actually picked up at work, and we took off from there. <laughs> I did. I've had enough, man. Fuck doctor. <laughs> so yeah so now the thing is cooter pocket and maybe you can find some at the dollar gentral 
So I'm wondering, did you guys ever race a cop before? Yeah, has anybody ever raced a and cop? And then got bitched at by your old lady when you did it. <laughs> yeah, I was not happy. What, did you think they're going to make you put in uh, the bike in the back of the truck or some shit? Uh, if I was going to have to put that Dyna in the back of the truck, it was going to be dragged behind by bungee cords because <laughs> I can't lift that fucker. <laughs> I can't lift it, so it's going to have to be, you know, I'm going to have to tie it to the bars and stick it in neutral or something. Well, it's, I'm glad I was able to, get you know, make behind. you a little happy and stuff like that by showing you what a drag race is. I mean, I've seen drag races. I'm not an idiot. They used to do them in high school back by the factories. So we'd but they all never raced there. cops. No, they would race away from the cops when the cops started coming over there. But, you know, other than that, they ain't dumb like me. No, dumbass, racing a county. I have a problem with cops, man. But you had and to do a county cop nonetheless? <laughs> then they challenge me. What do you think? I'm going to have to, no, I can't do it because he's a cop. Fuck that. I can't race you because you got cherries on your hood. He, no. raised, he raised his engine, and I said, okay, you're going to get smoked. You reciprocated, and one made him look stupid. <laughs> I beat him by a minimum of four car lengths, man. I whooped his ass. And, and the best part of it was uh, he, he didn't... He he didn't he hasn't been at the gas station. So. That's because he's fucking probably embarrassed. He got his ass whooped. But he don't know that it was you know that I was there because I looked at him, but he didn't look over at me when he pulled up next to you. But I looked over at him because I could see him in my. Have you told any up. cops about one of their own getting? I their haven't ass seen any of them. I'm hoping when I go back later today. Oh, I'll laugh my half, ass off. Oh, you got your ass kicked. Yeah, when I go in later for my second second half of my shift, uh, yeah. I'm going to be watching out for county to see if they show up. Asshole one, cops none. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Priceless. But there is a very serious subject that uh, we're going to cover right now. Very fucking sad. And that has to do with a car accident here in Chicago. It breaks my fucking heart it's all over national news and it happened at nighttime well technically well in the morning two o'clock or 2 a.m 2 a.m or something like that and a lot of kids got killed yeah and it's hard to talk about because it's that bad i'm gonna read the isp statement which is the Illinois State Police District 15. Two-unit fatal traffic crash was on I-90 westbound near milepost 33.5 in McHenry County. At approximately 2 a.m. And this is Sunday morning, in case you guys don't know. Unit 1 was a gray 2010 Acura TSX. Unit 2 was a blue 2005 Chevy full-size van. The Unit 1 was driven by Jennifer Fernandez, 22-year-old female of Carpenter. She died. Unit 2 was driven by Thomas DeBoss. He was a 32-year-old male of Rolling Meadows. He got hurt real bad. He I was think airlifted. He, he was airlifted. This is what really hurts right here. Lauren 
DeBose, 31-year-old uh, female of Rolling Metals, is deceased. And these were the ones that were in that vehicle. 13-year-old female of Rolling Meadows died. Another 13-year-old female of Rolling Meadows died. I don't know if they were twins or one was a friend. Probably twins. 7-year-old male of Rolling Meadows deceased. A six-year-old male of Rolling Meadows deceased. And a five-year-old female of Rolling Meadows deceased. It seems like it's the whole family. Everyone in the van has passed. Except, except the father. as of right now, the father was airlifted to the hospital with serious injuries. And the driver of the other well, vehicle that caused the accident is deceased. Right. A preliminary investigation indicates the following occurred. Unit 2, which was the van, was uh, traveling westbound on Interstate 90, westbound near milepost 33 and a half. For unknown reasons, Unit 1, traveling eastbound in the westbound lanes, Meaning she was going on the wrong fucking side of the road. She was on the wrong side of the road on the expressway. Struck the front of Unit 2. Both units became engulfed in flames. The driver of Unit 2 sustained serious injuries and was airlifted to an area hospital. The driver, Unit 1, and six passengers, six in Unit 2, were pronounced dead at the scene. A whole family was wiped out. By somebody who had to, for some unknown reason that we still have no cause for, drove on the wrong side of the road on the expressway. We're not talking a back road. We are talking the expressway where yeah, you 90. pay tolls here in Illinois. Right, 90. Still trying to comprehend how she ended up getting on. Maybe she got on the wrong ramp. I don't know. It's 2 a.m. My view, 2 a.m., mm, drunk. My opinion, but we'll have to find out. Right. That has really affected a lot of people here in Chicago. It is kind of like... What happened in Wisconsin where a whole family was killed because George Ryan had this scheme for CDLs. And he got, he gave a CDL to somebody that shouldn't have had it. This is just uh, something very terrible around here here's more on it we've now learned multiple people have died after a head-on crash on the jane adams in McHenry county illinois state police telling us it involved a wrong-way driver and it happened just after two o'clock this morning isp says a van hit a car and both vehicles became engulfed in flames it's not clear which was the wrong-way vehicle ISP says they there since are found multiple that out. confirmed fatalities. One person was airlifted to the hospital with severe injuries. All westbound lanes of the Jane Adams are now closed between Route 23 and Genoa. 
and I'm looking at the picture of the scene, and I'm sitting here saying, how the even fuck did she go on the wrong side of the road because it has all the concrete barriers? That's why I'm thinking she must have got on on an off ramp mm-hmm. from another road and went on the ramp going the wrong way. That's what I'm thinking because there are there are legit cement barricades down the whole way on 90 mm-hmm. except for those openings where the cops sit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking she got on a, on the wrong ramp and ended up just going the wrong way, but I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. She had to be on something. Nobody makes a mistake like that if they're freaking sober. Nope. And if she was drunk or high, she should face the stiffest penalties out there. She shouldn't be able to get out of prison. She's dead. <laughs> she died. Okay, so she can't that's fa- a pretty bad thing. So she uh, can't face any penalties. You know what it is? It, it flies over my head because it affects me so much. She's deceased. They all are except for the male driver of the van as of right now. Well, I'm now. glad you pointed that out, but what if it, she lived? Well, isn't usually the ones that are drunk that survive as it is? Ain't that a motherfucker? Ain't that a kick in the ass? The people that are usually drunk or high are the ones that survive. Because they go limp. And when you're driving a vehicle and you see like an accident about to happen, you stiffen up. Mm -hmm. And when you're drunk or under the influence of something, you go all limp. So less chance of injury, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But see how that affects you, man? You can't even remember because you just envision these kids. And the bad part of it is, is the fact that she is deceased, so there will be nobody punished for the death of all the people in the other vehicle. Well, I wonder what the drug, and because uh, they're going to take that shit right away unless there was nothing to take, because the flames, it, it just engulfed. Well, the picture that I see in a, both vehicles, they were burnt to a crisp. Yeah, I just seen that. They were, it was like, there's no way they could survive. Mm-mm. No way. Nope. It just, when people have kids and grandkids, they hear something like this and it really fucks them up. I know it fucked you up as soon as I sent it. You were like, fucking seriously? Yeah, that was my first words when I'm just like... I didn't even open the article. I just seen the little thing, the little description that came with the article. Mm. And I read that and then I commented and then I opened it to read it. And I was like, this is just so wrong. And then the very, what was the very next thing I said? How? Mm -hmm. (laughs) How did this happen? Another thing not making the news is Kentucky. Did you know... There is terrible flooding down in Kentucky right now. Yeah. You did? Yeah, I heard about it. Was it on the news a lot? No. I I, I read it because somebody posted it on my Facebook, like on Facebook. That's how I heard if about it. If you see some of the pictures and video, what's go, happening down in Kentucky right now, 25 people have died and FEMA... 
you don't hear about them deploying any of that type of stuff. 25 fucking people so far are dead. And all you're hearing about is these fucking politicians going over to Asia on a field trip. You don't hear about this. Mm-mm. And I would have to say, well, why ain't you hearing about this in Kentucky? Well, you know, the current administration's bunch of fucking Democrats, and this is a Republican state. It, 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 it. I don't understand the lack of response to a destruction like that. A lot of things are going on that's really fucked up this weekend. But hell, you could read all about January 6th everywhere. No shit. You know, who the <laughs> fuck is tired of that shit yet? <laughs> I've been tired of it. It's like August 1st, people. <laughs> and that was over a year ago. Who the fuck cares? If it was a true insurrection, you motherfuckers wouldn't have been there. <laughs> it's like, we're over They would have got your ass. We're over that shit. And then if it was an insurrection, shit would have been happening all over the country, but it wasn't. And then, of course, you got all the kids dying in Chicago. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with us as human beings? No morals. It seems like none what-so-fucking-ever. No morals. Could you imagine... The father was airlifted, so he's probably unconscious. Waking up and being told your whole family was wiped out. How the fuck would you take something like that? The guilt. Oh, the guilt of surviving. Little babies in that died. Yep. We have to move to a different subject. We really do because it's fucking me up right now. <laughs> a sub, you know, yeah, it is. It's really fucking me up right now. All right, I got a good subject. What do you got here? I got Let's serial move. killers. Serial, you know, <laughs> don't you have another one? Can we do that in the second half? Why? You know, I'm trying to be in a good mood, and... Come on! We just get off of that subject of kids dying, now you gave me a serial killer. Let's at least do that one after the music break. Aw, rude. Fine. You know, pick me up, do something else real quick. Well, these aren't pick-me-up ones that I have, though. Well, what what do you got? What do you got? I've got... Does your aging parent need help? (laughs) That's a good subject right there. That's a very good subject right now. Let's talk about it. Because I know if I'm old and decrepit, you motherfuckers ain't going to help me. You're going to stick me in a nursing home. You already said that. Well, when your parents start going uh, downhill as far as, like, you know, the Alzheimer's and the dementia and just age in general... Like, some elderly parents actually start acting like a child. Those are terrible diseases, I mean, what what it, what is it you do? Because you don't want to step in too soon, mm-hmm. but you don't want to do it too late. Because if you wait too long, the risk, there's the risk of, like, illness or injury. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do in situations like that? I would say you have to, if they got something like Alzheimer's or dementia, 
you gotta spend time with them. You gotta make the most of what you can get from them before it comes, you know, the full uh, full force. Well, I mean, because you know, as parents, if we, if y'all are parents, grandparents, whatever, you know, a lot of people are extremely independent. You're capable. You work. You know, you raise children. You have children. Uh, you never want to be a burden on your kids. Uh, well, see, that uh, you can point that out right there. How some of these kids, they actually think it's an impediment to their life having to deal with an elderly parent. Right. That's bullshit. Because the elderly parent took care of your ass, changed your shitty diapers. Right. It's time to pay back. Well, they, they give you ideas of things that you can go by to see, you know, they're like warning signs to see whether or not your elderly parent does need help. Mm. And the very first thing they talk about is increased illnesses, like an increased infections like urinary or pneumonia, advancement in any medical conditions or increased hospital visits are signs to watch out for. Then you got... The hardest one, I think, out of everything, which is personality changes. Oh, my God. You remember when we had my grandma and she started getting that damn sun, uh, sundowners. 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 She, oh, my God. That but, was bad. Like, if they have a dramatic personality shift, like, start acting like a child or become utterly silent or disengaged. Um, sudden changes in behavior or personality, like increased agitation, aggression, hallucinations are a source of concern that can contribute to safety And that's concerns. hard to deal with because most of the time your parents are like your idol, you look up to them, and then all of a sudden you see this downhill trend, and that screws you up. Mm -hmm. It puts you in a position where... Well, damn, how do I handle something like this? Or am I a bad person for thinking they need to go somewhere that they can get help? Right. Now, that's the uh, flip side of the coin, you know. On one hand, you got kids that uh, don't want the burden. On the other hand, you got kids that want to help, but they're unable to. That's true. And then you find yourself... Then you got kids that just don't want to help at all. They're fucking cocksuckers, ain't they? But there are ones like that. You know it. I know it. We know there's kids out there that just don't want to even be involved. Mm-hmm. There's other things that you can start, that you can look for. Um, dirt and messes, meaning dirt accumulation in the home, stacks of dirty dishes and closing, piles of unopened mail and bills, or rotten food in the refrigerator. That's the symptoms or the clues that it basically somebody's going down it basically shows you that your parent is no longer able to manage a household by themselves and that's when you should be stepping in mm -hmm. you always find it weird that older people become uh hoarders man yeah they hoard up everything you think they hoard it because they want to keep the memories to a specific item mm, most of the time yeah but then you got hoarders that just go beyond you ever see that on TV? It's I like, used to watch. I, I, I used to watch hoarders, and I'd be like, "Damn!" <laughs> it's 
like, how the hell did you get all that shit in there? I'd be like, man, I used to like hoard stuff, but not like that where you got to make trails in your house just to get to the bathroom. No. I no. You think they went to the dollar uh, gentral? The dollar gentral and got Too some much? got some cooter pockets. They got some cooter pockets laying all over the place. I know they're just flipped up everywhere. <laughs> I always wondered though how you approach a situation like that if they have no mental or uh, physical illness. How do you hell do you go up to them and say you got to get rid of some of this shit? You just do. How the fuck are you, you just living legit, like this? You just legit have to say it that way. You got to go up to them and say that. You got to be blunt. Without worrying about them getting pissed off at you. Ah, they'll get pissed off anyways, but you got to do it. It's like, time to throw some of this shit out. It's like from 1950 there, dude. <laughs> it ain't shit. Get it out of here. Have yourself a garage sale. Damn right, damn. Or a yard sale. Make some money. But that program you're talking about was fucking bad. That's that one's bad, especially the ones that like are hoarders and they have a crap ton of animals. Cats all over the place. Yep, cat lady. <laughs> then we got uh, another way. Another warning sign would be injury or damage. Like if you see burnt items in the kitchen, mm. cuts or bruises on your parents' body, or dents or damage on their car. Maybe a sign that they may become a danger to themselves. Mm-hmm. Then they've got physical degeneration. If they have trouble keeping doctor's appointments or lack of exercise, show worsening medical conditions or losing or gaining weight, then staying healthy may no longer be possible. Oh, wait health. a second. Geo says Storm Rider wants 13. And uh, Gio wants me to pick five for the end of the show. Oh, okay. So you got to remember, my uh, my memory sucks. 13 and five, got it. <laughs> then you've got the hygiene issues where unchecked incontinence, dirty or ragged clothing, neglect of personal hygiene is like a lack of awareness in these areas can be a sign of a mental deter- uh, bleh. So be on, be, be on the lookout, everybody, for these signs when it has to deal with older folks, your parents, and all that stuff. Uh, we're going to go to the music break, and afterwards, we're going to be talking China's favorite fucking subject. She's fucking insane, man, these serial killers. <laughs> Let go. 
trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock You know what? Geo just put up a meme in Discord. Or Jay. It was Jay. I'm sorry. It's Jay. When I'm in danger of taking life too seriously, I look at my dog. That's awesome right there. That's a good saying. It's like saying, you know what? In life, you got to just keep rolling with the punches and you got to be who you are and not take life too damn seriously. So next time that happens, look at the damn dog. They're just sitting there chilling, no worries in the world. Laying on their backs with their tongues hanging out. Pit my stomach, pit my stomach. Please pet me. Well, China doll, go ahead. Your favorite subject, you freaking, oh, you're a, you know what? I think you're a freaking, uh, you know, a closet serial killer. You just want to go around killing people. And you do this segment because you're learning from them. Learning what not to do. So I don't get caught, right? So you don't get caught. So do I have to, like, worry about getting my head cut off or something? Well, it might be a team. Our My son, you know, our son and my Oh, son. okay. It's a, it's a team thing. It's a father. It's a, you know, it's she she goes it's a over. Mo- it's a mother-son a mother son killing spree. She goes over. <laughs> she, oh, what a mob barker. She goes over shit with guys Cutting heads off, fucking them in the mouth. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Not normal. It's not normal at all with what you're doing. It's a bad habit. (laughs) So who do we have to hear about today? Anthony and Nathaniel Cook. So there was two. They're brothers. Oh, great. Yeah. Who committed... Keep it a family affair. Is there a reason why you said, you know, you're going to partner up with our son to be a serial killer? It's a no. It just—it's a family affair it's a type family of deal. Affair, yeah. Oh, it's a family affair. Let's go <laughs> cut off two heads and buck them in the mouth. Ew, go ahead. Gross. So these brothers committed a series of at least nine rapes and murders of mostly couples in Toledo, Ohio, between 1973 and 1981. They killed couples. Yes. Would they uh, get the fuck out of here? We will get to it. Their guilt was established in the late 1990s thanks to DNA profiling, after which both brothers were convicted and sentenced to long terms of imprisonment. So, what was their MO? What would they do? Well, they're freaks. I know that has to be coming. The killings began in May of 1980 when the brothers attacked 24-year-old Thomas Gordon and his 18-year-old girlfriend in northern Toledo. They threatened the couple with guns, seized control of their car, and held them hostage. The cooks drove the couple to the woodlands in Lucas County where they shot Gordon. The brothers then raped the woman, after which they stabbed her and fled the crime scene. The girl survived, but Gordon didn't. So, they took this couple into the woods. Shoot the man. Shot the man. Raped and stabbed the woman. And then left. And left, and she survived. Okay, don't sound like a serial killer to me, but go ahead. But then, in January of 81, the brothers picked up a 19-year-old hitchhiker 
<clears throat> and Michigan native Connie Sue Thompson, they drove Thompson out to Lucas County where they raped and subsequently killed her. That's then why they you threw, never hitchhike. Then they threw her body off a bridge into a stream that was discovered 12 days later. They don't even think through their murders, do no, they? No, no. In February of 81, the very next month, they lured a minor. Go figure. Nathaniel joined his brother. The two men took the minor to an abandoned theater where they raped and tortured this young girl for the next several hours. The brothers ultimately killed her, crushing her skull, hitting her several times in the head with a brick block. These motherfuckers are sick. Then in March, this is three months rolling now. So they got the first taste of blood and then they couldn't stop. They grabbed another couple, Scott and Denise, both 21, near a supermarket. He he took them outside the city to a suburb in Ohio where he shot both after raping Denise. In this instance, he acted with one of the brothers, did it without the other brother. Oh, so they started branching off by themselves. Then they went from March to September, March to August, with no killings. Then in August, the end of August, Anthony once again acted alone and attacked Daryl and Stacy, both 21, mm-hmm. raped Stacy. Cook used his basket, uh, baseball bat that he had found in the car. And beat Colt, beat Daryl, inflicting fatal brain injuries, then killed Stacy in the same manner. He hid both bodies in the trunk of the car. Then in September... You're over here smiling. What the fuck you smiling about? Guy's sick. Then in September, Anthony once again was out on his own, committed a crime in the rich part of the city, just two blocks away from the police station. Early in the morning... He confronted passengers of a parked van, 21-year-old Todd and 20-year-old Leslie. He tried to rape Leslie, but she escaped and ran to call police. When did they finally pick them up? I'll get to it. I'm, I don't want to hear about the murders. And when... So negative. And... and Okay, well, I'll just... How the hell did they get caught? Move on. Yeah, move on. It's so negative. Fucking sickos. No evidence was found that could incriminate Anthony Cook in other murders. So in 1982, he was found guilty of killing a man named Peter... However you say his last name, we'll just call him Peter. And sentenced to life in prison. His brother's conviction, Nathaniel, decided to cease his criminal lifestyle and in the following years was arrested only for minor offenses. In the mid-90s, during one of his arrests, a blood sample was taken. Since both brothers left biological traces while committing the crimes, in 1998, DNA testing samples were carried out, which showed correspondence between killers' profiles and that of the brothers. February of 98, Nathaniel was arrested and charged for murder all the way back to Gordon to Thomas Gordon and the attempted murder of the girlfriend that was stabbed and got away. Were they able to identify these cocksuckers? 
No, because it didn't go that far. Because in 2000, the brothers both accepted a plea bargain. Oh, there is the wonderful plea bargain. Pleading guilty to the murder of Gordon and describing in detail the other murders in exchange that they would not be charged with them. Ultimately, Nathaniel pled guilty for killing Thomas and being complicit to the murders of Don and Connie. Anthony pled guilty to eight murders in addition to confessing to the murder of a 22-year-old back in December of 1973. Yeah, there's a fucking uh, justice right there for which you. Was never, bargain. Which was never connected to the Toledo series. As well as the deal, Anthony received a second life of imprisonment in April of 2000, while brother Nathaniel received a sentence of 75 years in prison. With the possibility of parole after 20. <laughs> after spending... Here he is a fucking uh, sicko murderer, mm-hmm. and he gets the uh, possibility of parole. Let me guess, he yeah. got out. Now, here's one thing that the Toledo Police Department had to make sure that they pointed out. The, the detective Tom Ross said he believed the wor- murders were racially motivated that several of the victims were stalked. All of the victims were white and the Cook brothers were black. Really? Yep. After spending... I guess uh, blacks can be racist then, huh? That's what we're not told. (laughs) After spending 34 years behind bars, Anthony Cook filed for a motion for parole in 2015. He was denied and forbidden to file another one until 2025. Nathaniel served 20 years, also filed for parole in 2018. Despite the protests from the victim's relatives, the court, given the terms of the agreement and the deal the judge made in 2000, found no legal basis to prevent his release and granted the request. (laughs) Nathaniel Fucker Cook killed people, but he, you know, deserves it. Nathaniel Cook was released on August 10th, 2018, but his freedom is extremely limited. He's obligated to participate in rehabilita- rehabilitation programs for sexual offenders, to wear a GPS bracelet, and is forbidden to approach places crowded with children. In 2019, information surfaced that he was living 200 meters from a school in Toledo. But after the investigation by police, it was found that Cook hadn't violated any rules and regulations and was let off. Mind you, they are Nathaniel, who is on release since 2018, was 63 as of uh, of 2018. And his brother is 10 years older, still remains... In prison, and he's 73. What a travesty of justice. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Okay, so we have a request for numbers here. Yes, 13 and 5. 13 and 5. What do we got for 5 first? Number 5. Never have I ever had my parents walk in on me while masturbating. 
I actually haven't. I was a lot more uh, clandestine uh, with that. Nowadays, though, with you, it's like, okay, door's closed. She's fucking around with herself. Well, I never had my parents walk in on me, so. But that is your cue that you're playing with a toy. Uh, YouTube video selection goes on the TV, Mm -hmm. and the door is closed. Yes. How the hell do you fucking masturbate to YouTube? Because I have a video playlist that I put up. Oh my god, the (laughs) shit you learn about China Dow. Wouldn't it be easier just to put Pornhub on? No, I don't watch that. (laughs) I have a playlist for masturbation time. (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious. The things that come out of her weird ass mind. YouTube playlist. (laughs) Go to 13. (laughs) I can go a whole fucking show with that one. (laughs) All right, number 13. Here you go, Geo. Never have I ever slept with someone within the first hour of meeting them. No, I haven't. No, I'm not that disgusting. Yeah, I know. But it's happened. I think it happens because they had a relationship or something on the internet and it just continued with that. Or maybe if it, I mean, okay, well, no, in the first hour of meeting them. so They would have already been so talking they, they had to have already been talking. Because, because if they didn't, that's pretty fucked up. Ain't that Tinder, though? Ain't that like a sex thing? I think all them dating apps are sex things. Yeah, but it's like a hookup thing. That <laughs> oh, Gio, I have. <laughs> We're not talking about your hand, okay? Oh, J-Man says, I don't believe you, China. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. We got some Geo. fucking weirdos. Oh, you perv. What? Read Geo's. He's a perv. <laughs> I had a threesome with two girls that wanted it at a party. Never met them before or after. Hopefully, you had penicillin the next day. <laughs> I like Jay's answer, too. You know, it might fall <laughs> off and shit, get all green. That'd be that'd <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> What'd Jay have to say? Well, we got... Jay says, I didn't care. I made them scream in ecstasy in the basement, then just crank the tunes. <laughs> A lot of freaks out there, I guess. You nasties. You nasty people, man. <laughs> and that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.